You're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. If you feel like you are struggling to show up with all of your confidence and all of your authority and all of that amazingness that you know you have within you, but you're holding back a little bit, I am here to tell you that you are not alone. If you are a floral designer, a flower lover, or a farmer florist who feels like there is something wrong with you, that everybody else gets to show up on Instagram and makes it all look so easy and simple and straightforward, and they're perfectly coiffed, retouched photos, make you feel incredibly insecure and insufficient, you are in exactly the right place. Because that is exactly my experience. I walked around for years convinced that I was broken. I literally thought that there was something wrong with me. It's like, how is it that everybody else, all of these famous florists, get to show up on Instagram perfect little outfits and their hair and all of these amazing designs and all of their Instagram followers and all make it look so effortless and easy. And I was struggling. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I literally would walk around wondering what was wrong with me. I thought I had been programmed differently I was so focused on my insufficiencies and so well-practiced at my not-good-enoughness storyline, and it just paralyzed me for years. And I know you listen to this podcast, and you're like, no, Kathleen's a special unicorn. There's nothing wrong with her. She has it all sorted out. I just wish I could be like her. My friend, I don't. I don't, in fact, have my shit together. I don't, in fact, have it all figured out. And I am, in fact, just like you. Now, how do I know that? Well, I am a human being. And as human beings, I will promise you, no matter where you are on your flower journey, you are going to be feeling some level of anxiety. That is par for the course when we are business owners. And shall we talk about how it is exacerbated in the state of the nation and the global pandemic? And as somebody said to me the other day, pandemic 2.0. I was like, oh, sweet. (laughs) This is fun. I was convinced, my friends. I was so convinced that come September 2021, mark my words, I was convinced everything would return to normal. I hung on to that story For months. I think I finally, in June of last year, I think I convinced myself that by September of 2021, I could get back with my plans. I could get back into what I wanted to be doing and where I wanted to be and all of my grand flower world domination projects. Except here we are. 
And I know that no matter where you are on the planet right now, there is an underlying level of uncertainty. And it's a little bit shaky. It feels like we're on a cruise ship in the middle of a hurricane. Hey, one day I should tell you the story about being on a ferry in the middle of a hurricane. Actually, we weren't in the middle. That's an exaggeration. But we were on the edge of a hurricane. It was a thing. I was 10. One day we'll get to that story. Anyway, I just want to tell you, if you feel any sense of insecurity, if you feel like you are totally overwhelmed and you really wish that the world would return to a sense of normal, you are also not alone. A friend of mine mentioned the other day around how we floral designers are going through a level of processing the emotions and reliving a lot of the emotions from March, April, May 2020. And I was like, okay, great. (laughs) This is why I don't feel 100%. And it's okay. I am giving myself grace. I'm trying to be a little bit more loving to myself and just if I want to lie down on the floor and curl up into a ball, it's okay. I, my mother's words ring true in my ear every day. This too shall pass. So I just keep telling myself that. And I am not going to commit to when. <laughs> and it's okay. So we shall try and get a little bit more sleep or maybe even just try to sleep sleep, full stop, period, end of sentence. Just try to sleep. (laughs) Eat your vegetables, drink more water, and just take care of yourself, my friends. And if you really feel like you are struggling alone, if you are wondering what you want to do with your flower business, I am going to let you know that the next intake for my Flower Boss Boot Camp is going to be opening very soon and class kicks off on the 13th of September. It's like back to school season for all of you northern hemispheres. I don't know what the adjective would be, but if you live in the northern hemisphere and your kids normally go back to school in August, September, then we get to go back to school. My Flower Boss Boot Camp is exactly the program that I wish existed five years ago. When I was really struggling with my confidence and really in that cycle of uncertainty, insufficiency, and had a huge level of insecurity, it is exactly the program that I wish existed. And I asked the beautiful humans who are just wrapping up their first 90 days to share with me some of their best memories and some of their greatest wins. And I wanted to share these with you because I want to give you a sense of hope. I want you to know that you do not have to try and figure all of this out alone. It doesn't matter where in the world you're located because we get to work together thank you to the magic of the internets. It's phenomenal. So I'm just going to run through some of these amazing pieces of feedback and if you feel compelled if you feel the desire to join in on the program in September I am going to welcome you with open arms and I want you to know that I truly believe that anything is possible because just 90 days ago these humans showed up with the expectation of learning a thing or two and they have fucking blown their minds with who they are showing up as, as human beings. And it is such a gift to be able to be their leader and be their guide through this process. 
So one of the girls inside the program, and this includes five exclamation points. So I have stopped feeling guilty for charging full price. I now feel like I can totally do this. I am more confident in what I am doing. I have learned that saying no is okay and I am not feeling guilty about it. I have learned that as the business owner and the CEO, I get to change my mind anytime I want to. I have learned to take responsibility and not necessarily feel like I am a victim to the external circumstance. I am so much clearer on the vision of where I want to be. I am so excited to get more orders rather than feeling scared and apprehensive that I can't do this. I am feeling so much more comfortable on social media. I am showing up with so much more confidence and talking about my business like I fully believe I will be successful. I know now without a shadow of a doubt that I am not competing with the grocery store flowers. What I offer is a luxury service. I know now that I will achieve my goals and I am so grateful for the mindset shifts. And the last comment I received, the flower police aren't going to come and get me for not being qualified. I can have confidence to make the work I want to make and I do not have to prove myself to anyone. My friends, if you are struggling in your business and you want help and you want guidance and you want to be surrounded by humans who are sharing this mission with you, join in on my bootcamp because it is groundbreaking, life-altering business building. And today I wanted to talk very specifically in terms of what it's like to really decide that you're going to be successful in your business. And it is a decision, right? And it's actually a decision and a mindset shift that we need to make as business owners. And it's so important to talk about this and become aware of this because you can hear in the feedback from the last cohort of the Flower Boss Bootcamp that so much of what we need to do is shifting our own thinking, right? So much of the narrative and the thoughts that we have in our head are so unconscious. And we have been living with these stories for decades and very unaware of a lot of these thoughts and a lot of these beliefs that have kind of been pushed upon us and we haven't ever stopped to question them. And it's so important when we make this decision to start a business, run a business and sustain a business that we are aware of the stories that we're bringing to the table. Because we can bring all of our expertise, all of our qualification, all of our design know-how, being able to care for flowers. But if we're not aware of the narratives that are running through our heads, it's not going to work. Because if you're anything like me, right, and you just hear people kind of tell you, you need to be charging full price, right? I used to be like, I know I do, but I can't. I was convinced that I was different. I was convinced that it wasn't going to apply to me. My customers wouldn't pay it. My area is way too competitive. I don't have enough experience. There's no way that I'm going to be able to attract that kind of customer. I was convinced that that was the truth. But the reality is those were stories that I had just continued to believe that I thought were the truth, except it's not a fact. 
It is not true that your customers won't pay that much. It's not a truth that your area is too competitive. Being able to go in and really question those assumptions that we're making is so important. And it's all part of really becoming objective in our own evaluation of how we're showing up in our business. And we have to make that conscious shift away from, I'm just starting out, I'm just new, to I run a legitimate business. And it takes a different level of awareness. Because when we walk around and we tell ourselves, well, I'm just new, I'm just starting out, our brain goes out and finds a load of evidence to continue to support that belief. We continue to tell ourselves, I'm just starting out, so we discount our prices. We give our work away to people with no compensation and no payment. We're continually bombarded with price shoppers, and we're constantly spinning our wheels and second-guessing ourselves. When we make the conscious shift to decide that as of this moment right now, we run a legitimate business, we show up with a totally different energy in our flower business. And what's so amazing to know is we get to show up with that energy regardless of whether you're working in your pajamas, whether you have a fancy shop front and your show makeup on, whether you wear a beautiful uniform or whether you're in your Ugg boots. We get to show up with that mindset regardless of the circumstance around us. And the other day, as I do because I'm such a geek, but the other day, I was looking for a bit of information on the tax website. And if you guys are in Australia, the Australian Tax Office website is super helpful. You can find so much helpful information there for small business owners and sole proprietors and transitioning into companies. And like, there's so much helpful information there. This is probably applicable to most business owners, but it's most relevant to Australian business owners. And I got totally distracted because I was looking for one thing and then they had this like call out to an article that they had written about, is your business classified as a hobby or a business? And I was like, ooh, geeky me was like, I wonder what the tax office considers the delineation between what is a hobby and what is a business. And what I love, and this is true in most cases, the way that the Australian government explains concepts is they put a lot of intention in terms of making sure your average person can really understand what it is that they are trying to say. So they distill these things down into very, very simple concepts. And the tax office explanation was so straightforward that it made me realize oh my gosh, like they don't know this, but they're literally just saying and asking us as the business owner, hey, you, business owner, how are you thinking about your business? When you show up to work every day, what is going through your mind? Are you showing up with the energy of a legitimate business owner or are you showing up as somebody who is crossing their fingers and hoping that it'll work out? Are you showing up as somebody who is praying that things will work out and you'll finally figure it out and that one day your customers will come along and just magically ask you to create the work that you want to create? Or are you showing up on a mission to figure it out, sort through the details, take it one action at a time? And I still so vividly remember the early days of starting our business and just having that like 
desire, like burning desire to feel like I could show up with more confidence, to feel like I was in charge, to feel like I knew what I was doing, to be able to charge full price and to have customers banging down our door, whether literally or figuratively, just being like, I don't know, you guys know what you're doing, just make the thing. And we think, right, in our industry, we are convinced that that confidence is going to come from having more qualifications, more followers, possibly having a physical shop front or more experience and more expertise. We think that those are the things that are going to generate confidence and credibility. It's a very normal narrative that we hear in our industry, right? And we certainly hear that when we're first getting started and we have teachers and maybe we go for work experience. It's like, well, you got to earn your way up, right? And even one of my students was telling me this story of like, Hey, you can't just shortcut your way to success, babe. I've invested thousands of dollars in styled shoots. You have to do the same thing. It's like you have to go directly to jail. Do not collect $200. (laughs) If anybody's playing Monopoly, that will ring a bell, right? But it's like you have to put in a specific amount of energy or effort in order to wait until you can actually earn the money. Better yet, until you have to wait to earn the right to earn the money. And then it's like, okay, well, once I get to that point, then I will finally decide to run a legitimate business, right? And this idea, it's like we can take this idea and distill it down to any decision in our business. And one of the very strong held principles that I have, if you are a business owner in Australia and you are in fact on a mission to build a business, I will tell you to register for GST, even if you know that your turnover in the first year is not going to be anywhere near the threshold. I will tell you that because it's a fucking pain in the ass to have to retroactively go back and start charging GST. And then you have to deal with the mindset shift of like, oh my gosh, it just looks like my prices increased by 10%. So I love thinking about this idea of like, start how you wish to continue. So if from day one, we are starting our business, I am going to show up and practice the energy of being a legitimate business owner. We don't have to go out into the world to earn that right. It's not something that somebody else gives us. We're very often looking outside of ourselves for that legitimacy. We're looking to the shop front, the qualifications, the work experience, the number of followers on Instagram, whose workshops I've been a part of. Heck, I know floral designers who are like, oh, well, I'll only be legitimate if I get published in this magazine, on that blog, if I have this many people following me, if I get this person's attention, or if I have that level of design aesthetic. Or, I think I thought this, I think at one point in time, I honestly thought I will be seen as a legitimate business owner when I can use Phalaenopsis orchids. Like, I know that sounds absurd. It sounds absurd when I say that out loud. But having awareness of these narratives that are going through our heads is so incredibly important because then we can call ourselves out on, huh, okay, Kathleen's brain. That is just a thought. That is definitely not true because there are thousands of designers on this planet who in actual fact don't use orchids in their design. So stop telling yourself that that's the truth because it's not. And this exact thought process, this exact 
understanding and being able to watch the narratives that are going on in your mind is why I've set up our Flower Boss Bootcamp the way that I have. Because what is required of us in order for us to go from hobbyist to I'm just a, right? The stories that we tell ourselves when we're just starting out to feeling the energy of being a legitimate business owner is that it requires us to become aware of how we are thinking. It requires us to become aware of how we want to and what our intention is in terms of why we are traveling this journey. And it's even more important because once you get inside of my boot camp and inside of our umbrella of love, you're going to be like, what the fuck is Kathleen even teaching here? This is insane. It's like the map with all of the shortcuts because I am on a mission to disrupt this industry, to buck the trend and to help you blaze your own trail. And just because you see a florist doing something one way, it doesn't mean that that's the way that you have to do it, nor does it mean that you have to exactly replicate how they do something, right? But it's so easy to get sucked into that story and to feel almost bullied into forcing yourself to do something one way until you wake up one day and you're like, what the fuck am I even doing? (laughs) But this idea, right, where we get to bring together this collection of people and we get to really become aware of our own thinking enables us to question and be able to disrupt so many of the conventions of our industry. And I spend a lot of time thinking about some of these big multinational companies. And I was like, okay, well, if Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak were in their garage when they were on their journey to creating what is now known as Apple... At some point in time, I know that they really had to go through some of these mindset shifts, right? How do two dudes in a garage go from being two dudes to some of the wealthiest humans on the planet and continually innovating and disrupting the tech industry, right? Do you guys remember? Do you remember? And I know a lot of you will not because you're just babies. But do you guys remember those yellow Sony Walkmans? please not, right? And it used to have like the yellow headphones that like went over your head and they were so innovative, right? Because the little ear bit like went in sideways in your ear. (laughs) But like, let's talk about listening to Walkmans. And during that time, do you guys remember like when there would be like the top, the weekly top 10 and the weekly top 100 and we'd go and get our blank cassettes and try and record the song off the radio? Yes. Guys, We have evolved so much as human beings. But then what's so interesting to think about is like you take those days and then very quickly the CD came along. How awkward was it to try and carry a disc man with you? And why didn't they call it a disc person? (laughs) And then some engineering genius looked at this idea and went, okay, so if what we're writing onto a CD is just zeros and ones and it's just data... Is it possible to take that data and put it into a different form and put a thousand songs in your pocket? That was how Apple announced the iPod. A thousand songs in your pocket. My friends, that was 2001. 20 years on. Holy crap. That was half of my lifetime ago. I feel old. It's really interesting though, right? Like, could you imagine... 
the people who worked at Sony looking at what the guys at Apple are doing, going like, you can't do that. But the mindset shift that's required in order to continually show up and be like, oh, no, yes, we can do this, right? They're not actually wired any differently than we are because we're all human beings and we all have a brain that is programmed to keep us safe. But the unapologetic audacity of being an industry disruptor is so fascinating. And I love looking at these guys and being like, okay, if that was the state of the nation, then yes, we as floral designers can come along and actually improve this industry. We can collectively, in whatever this means to you, you can become an example of what's possible. If you want to have a flower shop and you want to have a thriving online business, you can do both. If you don't want to have a flower shop and you just want to focus on one specific niche of this industry, that decision is entirely up to you. You just need to decide that it's possible. And you have to really start to question with this idea of like, just because it's always been done one way, do I have to keep doing it that way? Right. And I can just see where this industry is going to go, where it's like, oh, my gosh, you guys, like we've got to get everybody's digital marketing skills leveled up. Otherwise, we are going to get left in the dust. I'm like, what is Jeff Bezos? What are the guys at Uber thinking? What are the guys at Instacart thinking? Because they are going to come along and eat our lunch if we don't stay ahead of the times. And what's so interesting is with our good friend Robo, with COVID having announced its arrival in 2020 and now rearing up into a different iteration through 2021, disruption is required. We have to break with convention because no longer can our industry survive on traditional mom and pop brick and mortar shops because it's a minor inconvenience if the humans can't come into the shop to order the flowers, if the humans can't come into the shop to pick up the flowers or to pick out the flowers or to have a consultation, we have to think about how we can solve these problems differently. And our industry is absolutely in desperate need of a shakeup and needs to move forward and really needs a transformation. And the only way that we can make that happen is as a collective group of individuals, we start to evolve our business to the next iteration. Our customer behavior is changing. 2020 and 2021 has been such an incredible example of that. But if you are the business owner and you're not keeping up with those changes and embracing the change and embracing the discomfort of having to make change, you are going to get left behind. What happens when Amazon and Uber and Instacart decide that they are going to come to the table with a better, easier, more innovative solution? And I even think of the likes. I'm like, guys, if Costco is selling wedding flowers... How am I going to move my business forward? The answer to that question is not, I'm going to discount my prices and try and match what Costco is offering the customers. We can't, and in actual fact, we don't need to. The answer is actually to really start to understand branding in your business and to start to learn how to sell the intangibles of your offer. And what's so fascinating, here's such like an amazing example, and this will be true for like New York, LA, I'm sure like Chicago, 
any big major urban centers where your flowers kind of come in into a central distribution area. So those of us, and it's a big chunk of you, I know this, who shop at the Sydney Flower Market, it's so perfect because generally speaking, we all have access to the same flowers. What's so great to know is that it then takes innovation and creativity to make sure that your customers are buying from you. It takes an understanding of branding and marketing and how to play a smarter Instagram game to make sure that your customers are buying from you. It's like the ultimate level set in terms of really understanding if we're all getting our flowers from the same wholesalers and then we get to put our own spin on it from a design perspective, the power resides and the first biggest decision to make is like which ingredients of all of these ingredients, which ingredients am I going to pick? Then it's all about marketing. I need to be in the right place at the right time and I need to commit to offering the best customer service humanly possible. And again, I am going to break with tradition and I'm going to be really open with my guidance, my knowledge and my expertise. Again, like that is such a fundamental concept that I teach, but I know it feels so awkward because most florists don't do it. Most florists are really cagey, really insecure, and really hesitant to talk about pricing, to talk about where they get their flowers from, to talk about the ins and outs of what goes into a design. Most florists are really hesitant to open up about their knowledge and their expertise, which is what makes marketing in our industry so much more straightforward than I ever imagined. Because if every florist is keeping it really hard and making it really difficult for customers to understand how the heck this whole thing works, what their budget gets them, then that's all that I need to do. And we just have to keep coming back to these fundamental principles. But if we don't have the right thought process and the right mindset to marry that with it, if we are filled with a lack of confidence and insecurity for constantly second-guessing our notions... And if we're constantly second-guessing every decision that we're making in our business, and then even worse, not even taking any sort of action, it's never going to work. Literally. And when I was looking at this statement from the tax office, I was like, okay, how do the tax people in Australia, the government in Australia, how do you define the difference between a hobby and a business? The first line item is all that I needed to read. Do you intend to make a profit? They go on to say, do you genuinely believe you will make a profit from the activity that you are conducting? Even if you're unlikely to do so in the short term, do you intend to make a profit? And I was like, oh my goodness, that is such a great question to ask because... If you have no intention of making a profit, then set up your business so that you are basically just covering your costs. Set up your business so that you're not making an income, you're not accounting for the tax office, you're barely covering your costs from an operational perspective, the cost of goods sold, and you definitely aren't making a profit. If, on the other hand, you are chasing after and really want to have a legitimate business, then all that you need to do is show up with the intention of making a profit. Now, it's very possible that at this point in time, you're like, I've got my pricing all wrong. 
I'm finally beginning to realize how much I'm getting in my own way and how much my current thought process is holding me back from actually making a profit. That is amazing. That is an amazing level of awareness. And to be able to show up as the CEO in your business with that insight is so powerful. Because now, from this moment forward, you can show up with the intention to make a profit. And then you take action from that energy, from that intention, and you will create a totally different result in your business. And I can see this in my own story. I can see this in my own transformation. Because I know for a fact at one point in time, if somebody had said to me, hey, I need five table arrangements for this dinner party, at one point in time, I probably would have charged, well, heck, I don't even know if I would have charged $850. I probably would have charged like $500, if I'm being honest. But some of you might feel like, okay, well, I'm just going to charge, I'm just going to charge $850. I now know that as an authoritative business owner, I am going to be charging closer to $1,500 for five table arrangements. How do we get there though? Kathleen, how do you get from the hobbyist mindset of charging $500 or $800 for five table arrangements to the authoritative CEO mindset in terms of charging $1,500 for our table arrangements? And here's the thing. It all comes down to how you're thinking. It comes down to how you're thinking and it comes down to also understanding a little bit of math. Understanding the core components of what makes your business run. I know for a fact that if I charge $1,500 for those five table arrangements, I can and I will have gone to the market and spent about $300 on products and containers. I will have probably made those arrangements in, I mean, three hours, including a cup of tea, processing the product. I will have paid myself $300 to have made those arrangements. I will have covered my costs from an operational perspective. I will have set aside $300 for the tax office and my retirement. And I would still have $300 in profit left over. Now, I know that because I know how the math works. I know how the math works because I sat down and figured it out. What I saw myself doing at the beginning of my business was really approaching it from that kind of graspy, insufficient, hobbyist perspective. I can guarantee you, if you had asked me five years ago, hey, Kathleen, if you're going to charge $800 or $500 or whatever the random numbers you would have picked out of thin air, because that's what I did, how much money and how much profit are you making off of it? I wouldn't have had a clue. I was totally unaware of the numbers. I just took it week by week and I was like, well, we've got enough to pay our staff. We've got enough to pay our operations. And I mean, I've set aside enough for the tax office. Barely meaning ends, barely having enough cash to actually cover the operations of the business and definitely not having any allocation to make a profit. I didn't have any intention or understanding that making a profit was a fundamental part of this experience. And it's so interesting because we can see that happening day after day in our industry. When we show up with no intention of making a profit, 
then we're very reactive in our business. We discount, we barely cover our costs. And so many florists I know out there who are like, oh, well, I just mark my product up three times. That's all that they do. And I was like, this is what I love because I know for certain my coach would call you out and be like, welcome to running a jobby. It's a job that is actually priced like a hobby. You have just enough money to cover the bills and no authority to change your approach. We haven't stepped into the fact that you are an empowered CEO. So if we back up the bus and we wipe the slate clean and we go, are you intending to make a profit? And for the purposes of clarity, I'm going to tell you that your personal income and your business's profit are two separate things. If you intend to make a profit in your business, if the answer is yes, you will approach every decision in your business from a legitimate business owner perspective. If you show up today and your intention is to make a profit, you're going to have such a different energy on social media. You're going to sit down and do your website. You're going to look at your analytics and you're going to continue to take action. You're going to ask questions. You're going to learn how to understand finances and you're just going to go out there and keep showing up and keep trying things out. If you show up today with no intention of making a profit, you are lying to yourself. Stop telling yourself that you're not making enough money because of something outside of you. You not making a profit has nothing to do with your competition. It has nothing to do with your customers. You have to understand that you not making a profit all comes down to how you're approaching your business right now. And how you're approaching your business right now is probably from a space of insufficiency. And when you show up with insufficiency in your business and you're thinking, nobody's going to pay me this much to do this work, you don't make a profit in your business. And I know that because that's exactly where I was. I was convinced, even with the shop front, even with beautiful flowers, even with having gone to so many workshops with all of the qualifications, I was convinced that nobody was going to pay me that much money to create that design. It all comes back to what you're thinking. Because it's not, at this moment in time, how much profit your business is turning over. The number is irrelevant, but it's all about your mindset. Am I showing up today in my authoritative and empowered CEO energy? Am I approaching this as a legitimate business owner, or am I approaching this task in front of me, second-guessing and feeling totally insufficient. I'm going to tell you that there is nothing wrong with you. You are a human being, and by default, your brain is programmed for negativity. When we let our default brain run the show, it creates a relentless cycle of insufficiency, not good enoughness, and we never figure it out. Because our primitive brain is wired to keep us safe. The challenge that you face as a business owner is you have to put yourself in harm's way. You have to learn things and you have to go out on a limb and be like, okay, well, I have no idea if this is going to work, but I've got my own back. That is the mindset shift to take. When we approach our for-profit business from the hobbyist mindset, we find ourselves saying yes to whatever opportunities come our way. 
we are trying to convince ourselves that we need to just feel grateful for whatever work I can get. We decide and get irritated and annoyed that we continually give our work away for free in exchange of exposure. We tell ourselves that one day it'll all get better. One day I will be able to charge full price as if some magic unicorn is going to come along and tell you that today is that day. I was convinced that one day I will have more confidence and then on that day I shall then charge full price. For the longest time, we walked around with no formal terms and conditions in place in our business, all because I approached it from that space of insufficiency, insecurity, and thinking as my business as not as legitimate as somebody else's. If you are the type of business owner who doesn't have a separate business bank account set up, if you are afraid to spend money on technology to help solve your problems, if you are afraid to invest in your own growth and in your own development, get curious. Ask yourself why. What do you think needs to happen outside of you to feel like you finally run a legitimate business? What are you chasing after? It's so simple, and I love the way that this question was posed. We get to ask ourselves, do you intend to make a profit? What is the intention with your business? Is the intention in your business to just cover your costs and hope that you'll make 10 bucks a week? Or is your intention in your business to be able to build a business where you regularly do orders, you can pay yourself way more than a living wage, and you have profit left over at the end of the day? Is your intention to build a company? Is your intention to generate income and profit? All that matters is your intention. And I know you're going to be listening to this and so many of you are going to be selling yourselves on the idea that like, but Kathleen, I'm not good at math. I'm just not good at numbers. That, my friends, is not serving you. You are a business owner. Numbers is just a language. There are so many incredible resources available to us as creative entrepreneurs that are really going to help us understand the world of finances. Do some Googling. Literally, whatever the question is that you have, type it in to Google. Financial literacy is just another skill to learn in your business. And I have found it one of the most empowering aspects as a woman. I'm like, I am just going to learn how money works. I'm going to learn about all these tax things, and I'm going to ask all of the dumb questions. It's literally like learning how to wire, or learning how to make a box arrangement, or a casket cover, or learning how to make an installation, learning how to curate your Instagram feed. You just take it one step at a time. You embrace the discomfort, and you allow yourself to just move forward. It is so important that we have a level of financial literacy, and we understand all of the different moving parts of our business. And our friends on the Google, and there are so many amazing humans who have written blog posts and written books, and it's like there are so many resources out there that if you feel like this is an area that you need support with, start Googling, my friends. If you're on a mission to build a bigger business, learning about money and cash flow is so incredibly important. It is nowhere near as scary as you think. Remember, the numbers don't mean anything. Your brain is going to interpret it in a certain way, but the numbers themselves don't mean a thing. Jump on the Google, ask the first question, and just start learning. I want you to sit down today. 
I want you to ask yourself, are you approaching your business from a legitimate for-profit perspective? Or do you find yourself continually walking around from a hobbyist point of view? Is your intention to make a profit? Where are you as the CEO not showing up with all of your authority? Do you treat yourself like you are the CEO in your business? Where is your current thought process? Where is your current mindset getting in the way of your business and helping you or hindering you to create the results that you want to be creating in your business? Yes, my friend, even if you are a sole trader, you are technically still an employee of your own business. You have two hats to wear. You're an employee and a CEO. I want you to give yourself permission that no matter what's happening around you, you are going to, from this moment forward, take yourself seriously. I want you to decide right now that you do run a legitimate business. Even if you're standing at your kitchen counter, even if you're in your garage, even if you're in a perfectly styled, the most beautiful and amazing shop on the planet, you run a legitimate business. Even if your business right now doesn't look like the kind of business that you want to have, show up today with that energy. Even if you're trying to sort out the details of your website and you're trying to sort out the details of your bank account and you're trying to sort out the details of your cash flow and your taxes, scheduling your posts to Instagram, if you're surrounded by dirty buckets, candles that haven't been cleaned in weeks, come and show up with full authority and legitimacy in your business. Even if your list of things to do is so long and you feel like everything's just tied together by a thread. For me, the exercise of looking at where I'm not taking my business seriously is so helpful. Because if we continue to run by default, then Kathleen's going to continue to just react to whatever's going on around her. Versus when we can take that 10,000 foot view and be like, okay, what are we doing with this thing called Little Bird Bloom? What is our plan for it? How do we want to structure it? Where do we want to take our business baby? What do I need to do to show up today as a for reals business owner? So many of us walk around just like wishing that our partners or our parents would recognize and acknowledge our achievements. We want our husbands to just tell us that we're doing a good job, to take us really seriously, and we somehow really desperately want our customers to show up and be like, wow, I really can appreciate how hard you're working. I really appreciate you. Here's a fuck ton of money. This is what we want our customers to do. But I will tell you right now, instead of feeling like you're waiting for somebody outside of you to give you that recognition and praise, I want you to give yourself that recognition and praise. Instead of waiting for that thing to happen outside of you that you think is going to allow you to finally feel more legitimate, what if today is the day that you decided to take yourself seriously? What if at this very moment in time you committed to hiring yourself as a badass CEO? When you commit to yourself from this moment forward that you run a legitimate and you have absolute unwavering intention of turning a profit, even if your profit is zero, your intention is everything. That is all that matters. Show up with the intention of having a legitimate business. Show up with the intention 
of making a profit in your business. And it doesn't matter what you've done up until this moment in time. Wipe the slate clean, start over, and from this moment forward, you're going to show up with that intention. So four questions for you to ask yourself as you're driving in the car, or better yet, grab a pen and paper and just think about these things and whatever comes to mind, write it down. One, are you approaching your current flower business from a hobbyist or from a business perspective? Two, where are you as the CEO of your business not showing up in all of your authority? Three, where is your current mindset getting in the way of your business Where is it getting in the way of you creating the results that you really want to create? Four, what if you decided that from this moment forward, you are going to take you seriously? Today is the first day of the next chapter of your business. I cannot tell you guys how life-changing some of these questions are because we can show up today with a totally different intention and a totally different energy and it will create crazy good results in your business. So hit pause, write all these things down, think about it and get reflective in terms of how you want to and what your intention is in showing up. You get to decide today regardless of what's happened in the past, you get to decide today how you want to show up in your business. And in case you have any doubt, yes, today is a great day to go out and make money, an even better day to go raise your prices. And my friends, let's fucking go. Remember to take care of yourself as all of the uncertainty unfolds in front of you. Take it one day at a time, eat your vegetables, drink your water, and get some sleep. Sending you so much love. Go out there, raise your prices, play with some flowers. Have the most amazing week, my friends, and I'll talk to you again next week. Bye for now.